the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We're looking at the person and the work of the Holy Spirit. And today, we find ourselves in 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 1 through 13. This is Way of Grace with Pastor Jesse Gastand, our pastor here at Grace Bible Church in Hayward. Today, as you join us in verses 10 through 11, we take a look at the testimony of the Spirit's apostolic mission, the grace of Christ preached by the Old Testament prophets, and as they move right on forward into the New Testament. And we'll take a look at the Spirit of Christ in them, the Holy Ghost sent down from heaven. Join us for today's broadcast of Way of Grace. Here now is Pastor Jesse. I don't look at the inheritance, incorruptible, undefiled, fading not away in heaven as if God's going to let me starve down here, right? The Lord withholds no good things from those that he loves, right? Never has the righteous been forsaken or a seed begging bread. If you call upon the Father, he will give you what you need. He just don't want you shining in a wrong way because that causes you to stumble and it causes others to miss Christ. Am I making some sense? Now watch how this goes. Watch how this goes. We are under point number two. You are born again to a living hope by the resurrection of Christ from the dead. Sub point B in future promises where? above, out in front of you to be obtained. This is why I said a couple of weeks ago, run, child of God, run. Run, child of God, run. Run, child of God, and don't stop running till you cross that yellow tape. Don't stop running till you cross that yellow tape because through the yellow tape is the reality of all of God's ultimate promises for you. We'll be burying a sister who ran Right on through that yellow tape, and that's Elder Al's mom this Thursday, just in case you guys didn't know. I think it's at C.P. Bannon if you want to show up and honor our elder with me. Um, mom lived a long life, and you know she died of dementia. And we, we me and Al, we, we rebel in God's grace in Al's life to be able to be set aside by the Spirit of God for several years to help his mom. And if anybody knows anything about that particular illness and malady, do you know it really requires you becoming a servant to to labor with people like that? Because they change and act crazy and do all kind of stuff, right? And you know, when there's people who know you and don't forget to know you, you, who still don't act right with you when you do them good, right? But then when people don't know you, when they should know you, and then act certain ways, you actually have to have the integrity and temerity to be able to maintain a constancy of love towards them in spite of them going downhill. God graced our elder to be able to demonstrate the servant-like attitude of loving his mom and caring for his mom and taking care of his mom all the way to the end, all the way to the end, all the way to the end, honor your mother and your father. And, and we know the implications of that. She becomes like a little baby. 
And do you have the grace that's rooted in the love that's built on the faith of the promises of God to humble yourself and take care of her that brought you into the world? See what I'm getting at? Right. And he does that because Al knows that his inheritance is in glory as well. He helped his mother keep it moving. We, we clearly saw how that she began to lose her vocabulary because she began to lose her consciousness. And when you begin to lose your consciousness, you don't have the capacity anymore of your points of reference in mind. And thus you cannot articulate. Your words become smaller and smaller in terms of number and how you put them together. But it was very clear to Al and me and all around mom that as her vocabulary shrank, what did not shrink was her love for Jesus, her love for the Bible, her love for the word of God, her love for songs. This is why we say this is see, and this is a sinner's gospel. This is a sinner's gospel. She was still a sinner. Al will tell you that. Gwen will tell you that. The grandkids will tell you that. Grandkids will be back there sitting there with mom. I'm, I'm actually preaching a service today. Am I not back there sitting there with mom and mom will be talking to, to the kids about me like I was a pastor. Now, she's older than me by some 40 years, but in her mind, I was her pastor. Go ahead on, pastor, because she had reverted back to the days that she loved. What an honor to be able to be 60 years old and 110 years old at the same time and bless her. What I'm talking to you guys about is finishing. And see, we might presume upon finishing, therefore, to obtain, but finishing is not easy to do. It is not easy to do. It takes grace. You have to be deliberate about how you run. God in his mercy allowed the word of God to be sown into our heart so that while everything else was being taken away, the word of God wasn't taken away. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Very important for you to get that. He says over in verse four of our text, these words to an inheritance incorruptible undefiled that fades not away reserved for you in heaven. Verse five, you who are kept by the power of God through faith. Do you see it? You who are kept, and I would suggest that you mark subpoint C in your outline for which you are being kept. You and I are being kept for that deposit in heaven. I, I love this. This is kind of a, a, a paradoxical or a double, a double promise. In, on the one hand, God has a deposit of inheritance for us in heaven that we are waiting on. On the other hand, we are actually God's deposited treasure that he himself is looking for. So when we get to glory, We get to be God's gift and he gets to be our gift. And that's the beauty of the gospel. I don't want to unpack that anymore because of our time. But under subpoint D, as you are preserved in faith, look at verse six, wherein you greatly, I'm sorry, verse five, who are kept by the power of God through what? Faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. Verse five is what we call preservation by the grace of God, by the power of God and perseverance of the saints in that commodity called faith. Faith is given to you and I by the grace of God in order for us to persevere, keep going ready to be revealed at the last time. Peter now gives us a nuance about the glories that will be manifested on that last day when Christ comes. Now he hitches our wagon to a reality. Notice what it says in verse six, wherein you greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, you are in heaviness through manifold temptation. See that? Verse six mixes again a juxtaposition of rejoicing and temptation. Do you see it? It says, wherein you greatly rejoice. Now we can pause right there and say, Lord, forgive us. 
because we very seldom find ourselves greatly rejoicing in your salvation. We are so carnal by nature and so given to the, the fickleness of our emotions and the fickleness of our carnal desires. Lord, we spend little time thinking about the greatness of your salvation so as to rejoice in it. Am I telling the truth? Wherein you greatly rejoice. See, if you really got it, what you would know is the goal for the mind and the heart and the emotions is to be driven, driven towards that day. Everything else, we're just operating out of principle. I can't wait to see his face. I can't wait to enter into his presence. I can't wait till this is all over with one day. That really should be the drive. And therefore, what you should be doing is facilitating that kind of objective in your life every day. But listen, trying to build houses and buy cars and get homes and increase your finances and all that, while you have to try to do that, you better make sure that that stuff does not harden your heart, that that stuff does not callous your soul, that that stuff does not begin to cause to fade the great and precious promises that God has given you and I in Christ. Because here's what I want to say about it. To the degree that you and I are ho-hum about glory, it will destroy your zeal to preach Christ. You will not talk about a Christ for whom you are not eagerly longing to be with. You won't do it. You will not do it. You will not talk about a God that you are looking forward to seeing when you are enamored by the things down here. Tell the truth and go to heaven. Be honest about it. And what Peter does for me as the spirit of God has spoken through him here is it continues to remind me that I am to set my affection on things above where Christ is at the right hand of God, not on things below. And then I'm still to realize that I have to arm myself for trials. Yeah, just have to arm ourselves for trials. Right. No, no better people in the world to deal with trials than the saints. They're not going to make this one long either. No better people in the word of God to deal with trials than the saints. God made you to be tried. Yeah, he did. You better hurry up and own it because it's in your DNA now. Since you've been born again, God loves to try his people. The devil tempts you. God tries you. The devil tempts you to drive you away from God. God tries you to drive him to God. God loves when his people go, Abba, Abba. Daddy, daddy, I'm in trouble. I need you. Where are you at, daddy? I can't hear your voice. He loves that. He loves that. He does not take as much pleasure at all in your independence, in your autonomy, in the strength of your legs, in your abilities, and your giftedness. God doesn't sit there, Woo! look how they're getting it done. Look how they're getting it done. God loves dwelling with the low and the meek and the weak to help them so that the excellency of the power might be of God and not of men. This is why many professing Christians don't really see God working in their lives. Do you know why? You're too strong. You are too strong. So God said, okay, go ahead on, buddy. When you need me, I'll be here. So we have the paradoxical 
uh, juxtaposition of rejoicing greatly, though now for a season, if need be, you are in heaviness through many, many temptations. Our world is filled with that. This is the history and legacy of the Christian, is it not? Here it is in verse 7, that the trying of your faith being much more precious than what? Let me mark that now while we are here, that the trying of your faith. And who's the one trying your faith? God! Right? He tries the righteous. God tries the righteous. So some days when you wake up and you're in a trial, don't go, devil, get out of here. You might be talking to God. And you don't want God pulling out on you. Now, you don't want God to drop a trial on you and then pull on out. Because God's there when he drops the trial to keep you in the midst of that trial. Yes, he is. That the trying of your faith, which is accounted, watch this now, being much more precious than that of what? Gold. To who? To God. To God, your faith, when it is tried, is more precious to him than that which you and I would call some of the greatest of metals, gold. God views you and I in the midst of the trial as increasing in preciousness to him. Because like that metal urgy where you put in the gold and you purge it of impurities, that gold shines more and increases in quality because of its connection to the one that is upholding it. Do you guys get that? You and I may feel like we are worse when we're in the midst of the trial because we look bad. Don't we look bad? I don't like nobody watching me go through it. I really don't like anyone watching me go through it. I'd rather shut the door. Just me and you, Lord. You can throw me around. You can knock me down. You can tear me down because you're going to build me back up. You're going to strengthen me. And I'm going to come out of this thing better than I was when I went in. I know that. Don't you know that? I do know that. Don't like nobody watching. Don't even want my wife to watch. You all right? I'm all right. You know you ain't all right at all. You ain't all right at all. Right? You're not all right. You just don't want nobody to have to look at your mortality, your weakness. You know, you know, because your face is all contorted. I'm talking about the face of your soul, right? All contorted, all twisted, all, all messed up, all jacked up, right? You're writhing and all that. You, you look bad. You just look bad. Because God's purging you. And then when the trial is over with, there's a character increase. There's an integrity factor that comes out of it that has other people seeing it. Right. When you come out, you're more humble, but you're more useful for God. You're more humble, but you're more useful for God. And other saints can see the growth. Remember what I told you? Never tell people you're growing. That's a sign of you not growing. Let other people tell you. Because people can see it. People will be able to see your, your ability to actually withstand difficulties with a greater, greater sense of um, overt digni- uh, dignity. Because you become stronger in the faith. You understand that? But you had to go behind closed doors and act a fool. Remember that? And that's how it goes in our lives. I'm sitting here for a moment because we're moving into our final and more particular point to simply let you know, child of God, as Peter begins to talk about the apostolic work of the spirit of God, 
He's letting us know that it's done in the context of God's electing love and in the context of a tried life of faith on the part of the people of God. You and I don't live in a vacuum. So under point number two, as we are being kept by God, as we preserve in faith, it's to the obtaining of the promise of Christ in our life. Do you see it? Look at verse nine. Here's what verse nine says. I love this. Let me read through verse eight. So since we believe that the trying of our faith be much more precious than gold, Though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Lord, let it be so. Don't want to stop here, but you need to understand the end game for God trying us is that he might glory in his glory in us at the appearing of Jesus Christ when he comes to be glorified in all the saints. That's a day that is not talked about much among the people of God. See, there's a day when God's going to pull back the veil of eternity in the whole universe. Every human being from the first man to the last man will see what God was up to in the life of his people. All of his elect, every one of the billions of them from every nation, kindred, tribe and tongue. Are y'all ready? They going to just shine, brilliantly shine in stupendous honor and glory in fullness and effulgence, having had the glory of God permeate them through and through and through one day. Lord, let it be so with me. Let it be so with me, Lord. Try me now that I might be glorified together with you on that day. Help me to keep believing that so I can embrace difficulty knowing that it works in us a far greater weight of glory. This is the way you're to be taught. Not glory here, glory there. And glory at the coming of Christ. And you should be compelled by Christ's own life. He came here as the creator of the universe. The God who upholds all things by the word of his own power. And he lived a humble life. Didn't we learn about that? A humble life. And he died a humble death, didn't he? This is the kenosis doctrine. He didn't grasp after his glory because he knew he had it. What faith. And so you and I should know we have it in God. We don't have to grasp after it. Just live a humble life of servitude and obedience and let God pull back the veil and show that awesome dress we're going to be in. Do you see it? How many of y'all see that dress? Do 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 you see that dress? Do you see it? You better read your Bible. Because God is the one that dresses us. He undresses us and then he dresses us again. He takes it off and he puts it on, doesn't he? Everything to the earrings, to the nose rings, to the forehead rings, crowns on our head. Glorious. We call that a wedding day, don't we? Glorious. Right. The bride had made herself ready. The whole of heaven is rejoicing. New Jerusalem is coming down, having the glory of God all about her. See, that's how God's going to finish it. See, right now, his bride looked like walking around in a house coat and slippers. No makeup on. Right. Not real cute. She done rolled up her sleeves. She working and handling business. Don't smell real good. 
don't feel real good right now. She getting at her bit because she love her husband because he coming home one day and she taking care of the kids. She taking care of the kids. Y'all crazy kids. The church is taking care of the crazy kids. That's who we is. Hair got rollers in it and all that. Y'all know how that go. Right? Don't look good at all. One day though, one day, one day, the screen gonna go shoot. And then she's gonna go, see? Look at me. One day, one day, hallelujah. One day. Look at verse 9. I love this. I thought about this. I'm gonna read verse 8 and 9. Whom have you not seen, Jesus? We love. And whom though now you see him not, Jesus, we believe. You rejoice, you rejoice, you rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Lord, it ain't so. I don't hardly know anybody that rejoices like that. I'm going to be honest. Can I be honest? I wish I did. I wish I could say I know one saint among us or all my Christian life that could describe that kind of joy. I don't know him. And you're not even looking at one. I don't know him. I want to know him. Lord, give me somebody whose heart is completely loaded with the weight of the expectation of your return. And they're so in love with you, they can't even open their mouth. Too wonderful. Too wonderful to talk about. Too wonderful to talk about. My heart is indicting a good matter. I'm indicting a matter concerning the king. And the glories of the king are so full, so so massive, so enormous in my understanding and in my mind. Words cannot articulate. I would I would do injustice to try to articulate the beauties of this glorious God. I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm weighed down with the unspeakable glory of Jesus Christ. I wish I could meet people like that. But I don't. Lord, have mercy on us. Because, see, it's written in the scriptures for us to have hope. And this is what Peter says. Now, look at verse 9. Here's what he says. In verse 9, he says, receiving the end of your what? Even the salvation of your soul. This is worth two cents in our discourse. Here it is. Your faith starts at the time in which God deposits in you through the new birth, the ability to see Jesus in his glory and submit to him as Lord and Savior. We'll pick that up next week as we deal with the three cardinal principles the Holy Ghost always uses to deal with all of us. When you said yes to Jesus, that's where faith had already begun. You couldn't say yes and you had, unless you had faith, right? Right. The Lord said, seek my face. And David said in Psalm 27, thy face will I seek. And that's what you and I are doing. In the face of Jesus Christ, we are seeking God, right? That's when it began. No one in here listening to my voice has come to the end of your faith. That term telos means to complete it. It means to come to the end to be able to say it is what? To be able to say what Paul says, I've run my race, I've fought my fight, I've finished my course, henceforth is laid up for me. None of us here are at the end of our faith. Therefore, you don't get to boast as if you are ready to take your armor off when many of us have not even fought a good warfare. Am I making some sense? And yet what Peter is saying to us, he's saying, let your faith lead you all the way across that finish line. Because once you cross that finish line, the end of your faith is the salvation of your soul. Do you hear it? The salvation of your soul. 
Well, time permits us to go no further. You have been listening to Way of Grace, the daily radio ministry of Grace Bible Church in Hayward, featuring our teacher and pastor, Pastor Jessica Stand. It is our prayer as we come to you daily on this broadcast that you're growing in grace, that you're growing in your love and adoration of Jesus Christ. That's the goal and the intent here at Way of Grace, that we might understand the amazing love of God in Christ. If you would like to obtain a copy of today's program, you've got a couple of ways you can do that. CDs are $5. Simply call or write to us and we'll send one to you. Or if you're internet savvy, simply stop by our website and you can download the audio file in MP3 version and that one's free. Grace-Bible.com is our website. That's Grace-Bible.com. And again, if you're willing to write to us or contact us by phone, if you would like the CD, simply do so at 510-886-9782. Again, that phone number is 510-886-9782. The address, if you're writing to us, is 22768 Main Street. That's here in Hayward. The zip code, 94541. And again, remember, the CD is $5, or simply stop by grace-bible.com and download the MP3 version for free. We would also invite you to join us for worship here at Grace Bible Church in Hayward. Sunday services are at 11 a.m., Sunday schools at 10 a.m. And don't forget, from a variety of churches and from all over the Bay Area, we have enjoyed a marvelous time of studying God's Word Friday evenings here at Grace Bible Church at 8 p.m. For the directions and the details, simply go to our website, grace-bible.com. That's grace-bible.com, or call 510 510- 886-9782. Also, as the Lord leads, we're able to come to you here on KFAX in part through your financial and prayerful involvement with this ministry. Now, while it's free for you to listen to, it does incur a cost on our end, and we look to the Lord for his gracious provision. And if you'd like to participate in that, then please do get a hold of us. Any donation, no matter how big or small, is greatly appreciated here at Way of Grace. 510-886-9782 is our phone number. Thank you for spending time with us today. Until next time, God bless. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.